0: You couldn't miss them. They were everywhere. And they'd grown breasts. I made this podcast special for today. My special Wednesday morning podcast for you. Special. Just put on some sad bastard music. See if I care. It's your girlfriend. It's high fidelity.
1: Welcome to The Center Cut. I am Michael. And I am number one. David, we have a top five podcast episode today because Matt and Stacy of Vinyl Reckoning are with us. Hey, friends. Hello. Hi. A bunch of vinyl enthusiasts on an episode where we're talking about high fidelity. What could be better? This is a match made in heaven. Matt, Stacy. Tell our listeners your credentials. What do you two cook up on the reg over there at Vinyl Reckoning?
2: So uh, I was thinking of like some sort of creative way to like introduce what we do. But Stacy came up with a really good idea. So now she's going to sing you a song.
3: Stop. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no? Not. No. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's been uh, wanting to
3: do that joke for a I've been a waiting minute. on that for
2: a minute. So... <laughs> I mean, real, realistically, Vinyl Reckoning started out as a podcast where I, uh, the premise of it was I would drink too much and shop online and buy like old pop punk records that I loved in high school. And it started with my buddy, Tim, uh, who I loved to death, but he was the most miserable human being on the face of this earth um, <laughs> and hated everything. And, you know, that ran its course for about three years. I wanted to start doing YouTube. He didn't really want to start doing YouTube. And then I met Stacy, a fellow vinyl enthusiast. And, you know, we watch YouTube more than anything else. And we realized that, like, the vinyl YouTube community is just a bunch of fucking old guys that are like, Kiss is the only band. (laughs) Love Gun's about his dick. And you're just like, all right, man. All right. Let's let's chill. Um, so we make videos about collecting vinyl, about visiting record stores and just like shit that like makes us upset within the vinyl community because it is not a welcoming thing. Um, and we want it to be. We want new people to come in, watch our videos. And, you know, for lack of sounding I'm white knighting, but just like we want it to be a safe space where people don't feel judged and made to feel like assholes because like ACDC isn't the greatest band <laughs> to ever exist, you know? <laughs> that's it and you know we're on youtube.com slash vinyl reckoning all the all the socials all that fun Mm -hmm. shit you know it's kind of funny because vinyl
1: i mean it is it's an old media so like i get why it can have that gated feel but there's there's such a there's been such a groundswell especially in the past like i don't know five Mm. to ten years where it is now the younger generation so you would think that it would be more open and welcoming at this point but yeah from what i've seen i I agree with you
0: i did learn from that though your your whole story there that what i need to do to get us onto youtube
1: is just get rid of michael so that's
0: <laughs> useful to me.
2: Yeah,
1: I mean, find yourself a host who will pick off pieces of dust off of your shoulder while you're talking like Stacy did to Matt, because that, <laughs> that was very <laughs> Did she I do that? I did. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> She's always picking at me. I
3: was really hoping that, like, he wouldn't mention that I did that, but... <laughs> don't
1: <funny>. worry, <laughs> Michael's here to take care of it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I noticed while watching one of your videos on YouTube last week that I don't know why i never realized or noticed this before, but Matt, you kind of look like if Anthony Fantano had a thin cousin. Just file that away. Just file that away for. Uh, I'm
2: I'm pissed. I, uh, I have
3: to go.
2: <laughs> I, that guy just seems like such a gatekeeper. I don't. I can't watch his videos because <laughs> he's just like I am the law, and you're like, all right, man.
1: No, we'll spend some more time later before we leave talking about your show as well. But listeners, just know that we have been planning to have Matt and Stacy on for a long time now Mm. we are charlie they are marco and you are all just john cusack watching us getting all steamy while you sit in the puddle deal with it (laughs) deal with it dave what exactly are we doing here today
0: oh well today i mean we're doing we're doing the usual we watch the first 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes of high fidelity and then we're going to recap those ends and Stacy and Matt have some questions for us about what happened in the mill, so we can figure it out.
1: That is true. High Fidelity was released in the year 2000, Y2K, based on a novel of the same name by Nick Hornby. It was directed by Stephen Frears and stars John Cusack, Ibn Yale. what a name, and it's what finally put Jack Black on the map, probably. Uh, it's got a 91 rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which we're on a heater of highly ranked movies lately. It's kind of yeah. wild. And uh, it even spawned one season of a Hulu
2: gender-swapping TV show recently. It was so good. Was it? Yeah. That Hulu series. Oh, my God. It was so good.
3: Very good. Uh,
2: I I will say Jack Black's role, before we get too deep into it, actually got him School of Rock. Someone saw that performance and wrote that movie for him. I don't know why I know that, but (laughs) I do. Another great movie. That makes sense
0: because it's interesting because I read a fact about High Fidelity that they, when they wrote the script, they, when they were writing Barry's character, they had Jack Black in mind for it and he almost didn't want to do it. They had to like convince Mm -hmm. him to do it. Interesting.
2: And we would have been denied his sunny disposition. And I think (laughs) the world is a better place with Jack Black, but that's just my opinion. What do I know?
3: My absolute favorite human. I love him.
2: Yeah, hundred
0: percent, hundred percent. Completely agree. I think he's one of the very few people that there's no one in the world that doesn't like in some way
2: or another. Exactly.
0: But yeah. So so getting in the high fidelity starts up with some intro credits backed by a spinning record. As you're going to miss me by the thirteenth floor elevator plays. Interesting intro here, and we cut to a stereo that's playing the song that we're listening to, and we pan across the cord that's hanging. And then leading to the head of Rob, our music obsessed sad
1: boy, played by John Cusack. Aren't we all? Aren't we all music obsessed sad boys? Like that's yeah. an accurate
2: description. Except for Stacy, you're you're a music obsessed sad girl. Sad girl.
3: Yeah.
2: She's, <laughs> she's got a tattoo that confirms it. Yeah. Uh, it's weirdly on her ass. Now, no, it's uh,
3: not. <laughs> Jesus. It, no. It could be. Hi. <laughs>
0: So, our first thing kind of out of John Cusack's mouth
1: is what came first, the music or the misery? What a goddamn opus of an opening line. And Uh yeah, I'm embarrassed to say that I realized with that first line that there are two songs that I enjoy, both B-sides, from quote-unquote scene bands that references Dan Movie that I never knew about. My Life as Rob Gordon by The Wonder Years and Music or the Misery by Fall Out Boy, where the chorus is literally like the opening salvo.
2: How in the three fucks did it take me so long to watch this movie? How you denied yourself true cinema? God. You know,
1: I literally had to pause the movie the first time. I was dumbfounded that it was just like so many things connecting. Like, a, like a, there was like a puzzle in my mind. There was like, boop, 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 boop. this all makes sense now. I hope that when
2: you do puzzles, you go boop, 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 as you're putting pieces. <laughs> I, do, I do that's her that's her thing like if you watch the videos when she's describing shit she goes Boop, like all the time and I'm like oh Jesus Just
3: add random boops and beeps in there you know
2: yeah
0: I love it. <laughs> well, we do. Uh, yeah. So he takes a minute to monologue about how music is going to lead to school shootings. And in in walks our lead female here, Laura, played by Iben Yili. Yele. Yeah. I looked up how to pronounce well, so it. So did it, I. It is and spelled I,
1: like a weird thing.
0: I know it's spelled like a weird thing, but I disagree. <laughs> I disagree with your pronunciation okay. a little, right. but it's fine. I Even, heard it from her. Both we're both <laughs> confident with Eben, but she is leaving him. He asks her to stay, and she's not having it. So she knows she'll just be tempted too much by his crooked bottom teeth. I guess I don't know,
2: but <laughs> but she's not. She's God. not having it. She's out of here. Fuck, poor John Cusack. <laughs> 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 his goddamn bottom teeth. I feel
0: like in other movies we watch with Cusack, I've enjoyed him, but I don't know if I really like him as much as I thought I did.
2: Oh, Rob? No, Rob, his character, he plays it so well. Rob Gordon's a piece of shit. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he's playing that <laughs> asshole so well.
2: Yeah, he's just doing such, such a, a good actor. job that I can't even differentiate.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Can't fix teeth, though. Can't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's got options,
1: <laughs> but I guess he can't fix them.
3: <laughs> I'm sure he eventually did.
1: This was filmed in 2000. That was before Invisalign, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him a pass. <laughs> it wasn't before braces because I probably yeah. had them. It wasn't.
3: I had them too around <laughs> that time.
0: So after Laura leaves, Rob explains that he's had a bunch of shitty breakups. He refers to his desert island top five most miserable
1: breakups. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before the top five breakup, I, I have to mention this. He has a line like he yells out the window to her and he says if you really want to mess me up you should have got to me earlier it's weird cuz like i feel like that line probably it probably read very well as part of the book that this was based off like i feel like they pulled a lot of dialogue and stuff right from the book but
2: aloud it just it just kind of felt weird did nobody else think it felt kind of weird you know i never thought about it uh, it was more so always the delivery for me of how he said it but like when you said it it kind of gave me chills you know like <laughs> I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't know. I just don't think anybody would ever shout that sentence out the window. It's a very like yeah. you have to think about the sentence. Or, like too much. You have to be like what does exactly. that even mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It kind of plays in like the idea that when you get broken up, you're just or broken up with, you're just kind of like spouting random shit and like your brain doesn't function correctly. Yeah. And it sounds like it's happened many times to him.
3: Right. Like guess what? It, like I'm already fucked up. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah. that would work better. Guess what I'm already fucked up it would be something that you can shout out a window <laughs> right. that people could Yeah. To her. Yeah. I don't know. But have any of you seen that video from a couple of years ago? I think it was co- it's called something like moped guy auditioning for a loud dispute and yep. and it's this like Yeah. <laughs> It's just like a cringe wine argument yeah. breakup thing. And the guy just screams and rides away on his moped. It's I'm so pasting funny. it in the show notes because if you haven't seen it, you got to see it.
2: I'm going to sidetrack Please. the fuck out of this entire episode. Mm-hmm. That yelling law dispute guy, some dude was like, on, we were on a vinyl community on Facebook and like he was trying to sell shit. And I was like, you're nobody buy his stuff. He's trying to scam you like it, no big it deal. It was
3: a notorious and, scammer.
2: And, and oh, okay. he messaged me on Facebook with an audio message, which is just pure serious. <laughs> killer that's shit wild. Yeah, that
1: yeah it, was,
2: just it like, was wild and he I mean, went off on me so naturally i shared it in that group and someone put the like audio. made the yeah. same meme they just took that video and put his audio over it and i was like this is the greatest thing yeah that the internet will ever see yeah. uh. now go on about the top oh, yeah five. so so he's
0: gonna list his top five in in chronological order we have allison ashmore penny hardwick jackie alden charlie nicholson and Sarah Kendrew those are his top five and then he like yells at Laura through the wall that like <laughs> she obviously can't hear him and he's like you didn't even make the top 10 like go <laughs> or barely made the top 10 <laughs> definitely not in the top five he really is pretty bummed out but it's flashback time. Mm -hmm. We're going to go back to experience some of his breakups. Number one on the breakup list was Allison Ashmore. We're at school and he's a teen played by Drake Bell,
1: (laughs) which is interesting. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. It led me to do a Wikipedia dive on Drake Bell and he's not a great dude, apparently. No, he's a piece of. Yeah, he's uh, a he's gotten in some things interesting all, that's all I wanted to say know. I mean yeah. Disney stars you know yeah
3: child fame they go no, they
0: Nickelodeon. go two ways <laughs> Nickelodeon for <laughs> sure get it yeah way. let's get serious no, sorry
2: Jesus Christ sorry this isn't your dad's high school musical <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> but back at school, you, uh, Drake Bell is talking about how, you know, girls are finally getting boobs and it's great. Allison chooses him to kiss under the bleachers for three days. And then on the fourth day, she's there with some other dude. His name is Kevin Bannister and he's very bummed about it.
1: And he's not as good looking as Drake Bell. So I don't know
0: no. what this yeah. girl's
2: doing. Yeah, it's a mistake. Kind of Opie looking like he's just, mm-hmm. you know, straight out of Mayberry. It's uh <laughs> yeah. Maybe young <laughs> Rob <laughs> just
0: wasn't a good kisser.
2: True. Maybe that's his whole problem through all of these. He's just not He's a good kisser. He's just not <laughs> a good <just> doesn't <laughs> kiss again. It's not his self-absorbed nature at all. Uh, Maybe the whole middle of this movie is just him learning how to kiss <laughs> how properly. How to kiss. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Your kissing sucked. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so we cut to number two, Penny Hardwick. We're in the high school times now, I think. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's the high school because the next one he refers to is college and he looks. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Different. So young John Cusack now made to look like he's in high school. So they basically just gave him like big hair and shitty glasses. <laughs> and he's making out with Penny Hardwick. She's just a little too nice, I guess. So she wouldn't even let him get his hand like under her shirt. Everything was off limits and it sucked. Mm-hmm. So he broke up with her because she
1: wouldn't put out. Way to go. Shitty Rob. Yep, the worst. This is the the framing, the
2: foundation of shitty Rob right here. Mm-hmm. The the beginning of the end, if you will.
0: But we do come back to present times, and and Rob shows us the store that he owns, Championship Vinyl, and in walks Dick, one of his employees, a very awkward, short, bald man. Same.
1: That's Dick. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna beat Barry in a moment too, but I think that Dick and Barry are actually the good guys, and and Rob is the bad guy of this movie. Is
2: that a hot take, or is that like everyone? No, nah, it's up? not. Not the hottest of takes. Okay, so like I don't know because I haven't seen the take. middle. So, it's a, okay, it's a good. It's a, it's a decent take. Okay. They're the good guys.
0: Yeah, and as they are, as they're getting the, the store ready for the day or the afternoon or something, I don't know. They're listening to some really depressing song, a song called a Seymour Stein by Bell and Sebastian. I'm with Barry. Bell and Sebastian
1: does suck ass. It was just yeah. sad. I'm but- into sad boy music, but this was just
0: I don't mind sad boy music, but I'm the type of person where the type of music that I'm listening to at the current time will affect my emotions and moods in a very real Same. and physical way. So I need to be smart about like what I'm listening to at what time I'm listening to. And if I was listening to this on a Monday afternoon, <laughs> I would l- just want to die. <laughs>
2: Ask Stacy what song makes her cry and has made her cry Stop. since she was like
0: three years old. No. Do it.
3: No, What tell song them,
0: Stacey makes you cry and has made you cry since you were three
2: years old?
3: Michael Bolton's
2: <laughs>
3: Back on my feet again
2: <laughs> She still she still cries I
3: don't still cry She I can still like cries control Don't it. let her
2: she, she
3: I was, Control it I was a toddler Probably younger than I can remember She was and like a
2: She was like a party trick Her her dad no. would be like Hey check this shit out And just like put it on She would start <laughs> crying
3: I remember my mom doing that one time
2: <laughs> Full disclosure yeah. That song absolutely bangs! like it's, it's a it's, it's, it's a wrenching. good song it is like, gut it's wrenching. a good song and i'm mad that i like it
3: yeah i mean <laughs> i think i knew when i was very tiny that it was a gut-wrenching sad song
2: i'm just saying i would kiss michael bolton on the lips uh.
0: <laughs> as we are listening to this sad song in busts barry jack black excitedly playing air guitar and you know just being typical jack black it's mm-hmm. just like yeah. quintessential
2: jack black mm-hmm
0: Right. He immediately turns off the depressing music and chucks the tape across the room back at Dick. And in his own words, it sucks ass. And he throws on Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves,
1: <laughs> which I don't know about that choice. Oh, no. What are you talking about? That song fucking is a bop. Yeah. Are you I mean, kidding it's me? Yeah, it sucks slaps. And his dance is worth the price of admission for this movie alone. So like, good. Imagine good. if the world didn't get to enjoy JB. It would be a much worse place. Oh, it God, truly would.
3: Yeah, i do so.
0: Yeah, he's doing some of his, his kind of patented dance moves, including seducing and making love to an invisible woman. <laughs> Rob jumps over the counter to try and turn the music off, trips and falls on the way, and then eventually gets to it. But Barry was just trying to bring some good vibes onto a Monday, what he thought was morning but was afternoon, turns out. But <laughs> trying to bring
1: everyone's, everyone's mood up. And yet another reference that I didn't understand until right now Barry calls it Sad Bastard Music, which is another one of my favorite bands, You, Me and Everyone who Know, which Matt is uniquely tied to. They have a song, Sad Bastard Music. And I, why do all my favorite bands love this movie? And I never knew. It's insanity. <laughs> It's insanity.
3: Because okay. it's great. And how, do you, I, how can you possibly stop watching it 15 minutes in?
1: I You you and wanted
0: like, to keep
2: going. I know. That's my Yeah, thing. I did. Yeah, it was challenging. I did.
0: But uh, back to the breakup list and back to our, our past. We're at number three now. Charlie Nicholson. We are in college now, confirmed sophomore year. Mm-hmm. Charlie's played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. She's just attractive and interesting and likes to talk like a lot. But also me. That's the opposite of you, except the talking a lot part. But John Cusack <laughs> just... Can never get comfortable because he just believes that she's way out of his league, which they do date for two years. And eventually we learn that she is out of his league because she leaves him for some dude in her design
1: department named Marco named Marco.
0: And this one, this one really wrecks John Cusack. He's screaming in the in the streets in the rain and sits in a puddle.
1: He sits in a puddle.
0: Sits in a puddle. Yeah, this one This one wrecked him pretty bad. He flunks out of school, and this is when he starts working at a record shop, which I would assume is what eventually leads to him owning a record shop. He takes this moment to compare relationships to PTSD, which, spoiler alert, they aren't, Rob. It's not the same thing at all, you psychopath. They can affect you in a negative way, but it's not like serving in a nom. Matt and Stacey, what's
1: he? What's he rubbing with? What's he doing here? He's like rubbing the record.
0: Oh yeah, that's the, the clean off. He, the oh, he's off cl- of he's barrel. cleaning
2: the dust off. You have to do that. Yeah, it's. This is not an easy format to get into. Um, it is. Laborous is that a word
3: is that a word laborious
2: <laughs> that's no. a part of the vagina right it's gotta be <laughs> maybe <laughs> it sounds laborious yeah.
3: and that's why Goodness. we like records so much <laughs> so it's a
2: sexual experience
3: with
2: <laughs> records is, is what this is <laughs> yeah okay. Basic, it. it's basically a dildo i understand <laughs> yeah. yep.
3: i slipped up
0: <laughs> but yeah so so he explains that you know, he learned through this relationship, though, that you got to you gotta punch your weight is the way he calls it. You can't date out of your league or you're just never going to be comfortable. And eventually it's going to end poorly. The phone rings, though, and it's Laura. He gets all excited about it. Takes 20 minutes to say hello, which if I was Laura, I would have just hung up. But he's like preparing Same. himself. And then he realizes that she's just calling to ask if she can come get some of her shit. So he's immediately kind of depressed and bummed out about it. Mm -hmm. And then she hangs up and as he's also hanging up the camera pants to to Jack Black denying giving a record to a guy because he didn't like his taste (laughs) in music. And that's the end of the first 15 minutes.
1: Mid Jack Black denial. So we don't even find out what happened. The last 15 minutes begins at one hour, 32 minutes and three seconds. We see Rob and Laura pulling up to presumably Laura's mother's house, I think, because Laura's mother is watching from the window like a creep. Like, her daughter's a damn teenager, even though, like, I think they're in their 30s, right? At least.
0: At least I mean, 30s. Like and she's just, like, <laughs> staring out the front as soon as, as soon as Rob's old sob pulled up in front.
1: Which I haven't seen one of those in a long time. Go to bed, Laura's mom. You look like Mrs. Doubtfire in the window. <laughs> <laughs> they're giggling about something, Rob and Laura. And Rob tells her that she should go be with her mom. But she's like, nah, I tie tie, too tired to not be with you, which is like a roller coaster of a sentence
2: that makes little to no sense. This whole interaction was wild. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's it's uh, how do I say this? It's not good writing in this part. Like it (laughs) like it it feels like they just like, well, we got to have them connect back again somehow. And then it's like, what do they say? I don't fucking know. Just wing it. That's what it feels, Honestly, that's what it okay. feels like. So it's not like referencing something earlier. It's it's literally just not great. Uh, a little, I mean, it it's yeah. sort of is, but it's so loose that okay. like it just it just you know it doesn't matter.
3: I think it would have made more sense if you watched maybe like five minutes before.
0: I just feel that there's nothing in this last fifteen minutes that makes me think like as soon as this movie ended that they didn't break up again. <laughs> Right. That's fair. Like, she barely wanted to be in this relationship, obviously. She's like, "Uh, I don't want to go inside with my mom. I guess I'll stay with you. And she's like, you want that, don't you? You wanted it for a while. Is that cool? And she's like, it might not be
2: great, but it's better than this. Like, okay. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Better than mom.
2: Yeah. I'm not going to lie to y'all. You could have watched the first 15 and the last 15 and this is coming from somebody who loves this movie and just completely get the whole movie yeah. with the like with a half watching a half hour of it. That's all I'm yeah. going to say about that. And this is like one yeah. of my favorites that I'm saying. this.
1: Some movies are like that. Yeah. But she, she yeah, she talks about wanting to get back together with him because that's what he wants. She's done with Ian. We never met Ian, but he was a disaster apparently. Mm-hmm. And then another roller coaster. She says, I'm so tired. I just want to go home with you. And then immediately gets out of the car to go to her mom's house. Is she drunk? I don't know what's going on. Why did she say, I want to go home with you and then not go home with him?
0: Did she go inside to get her things? Oh, maybe. I didn't think about that. Maybe. Maybe, She'd David. Get
3: her toothbrush and stuff, maybe.
0: Yeah, she needed like a toothbrush and like to get her granny panties or whatever that he talks about later. Until Her nightshirt.
1: I don't know. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. She's talking nonsense. Get out while you still can. Yep. Yeah. But cut to future Rob. He's narrating in his fourth wall breaking style about yeah. how they did get back together and it was all that he ever wanted. Yeah, it really seemed like it in the car. <laughs> <laughs> He's stoked. Yeah. <laughs> We learned that Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye is, quote unquote, their song, which will come into play in a bit. Matt and Stacy, you're cute. What's your
2: song? Do we have yeah. a song?
3: We have like playlists.
2: I like to, I don't think, I don't know if we have a song, but we, we have a few, but I like to tell people we met at a Chili's bar. Stop. Um, it, I don't know. It, it's just, it's fun. We've never... People are grossed out by like the fact one Chili's and two like <laughs> the fact that we met at a Chili's bar. Like I'm like, yeah, I just couldn't take my eyes off of her. And so much so that we both have a tattoo of a Chili, like on we, our, we got the Chili
3: pudding. tattoos before. And then. We were like, holy crap, it looks like the Chili's chili. No,
2: it's we've met then, at a Chili's. You can't believe anything I say now. Um, <laughs> but no,
3: I think we've never even been to a Chili's together. I don't think we have. Like
2: I would say the song that reminds me of Stacy is You in Weird Cities by Jeff Rosenstock. Whenever I listen to that song, I think of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your turn. Say something yeah. cute about yeah. me. We're waiting for you yeah. to say something oh. cute now, Stacey. Shit.
3: I don't know. I'm trying to like pick one of our favorite songs. Back like, on My on Feet Again
1: by Michael Bolton. Yeah, back on my yeah. Michael
3: <laughs> <Bolton>. Right? <laughs> That's it.
1: Every time I see you, I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: I'm oh.
0: super bummed now.
1: No, By the end of this episode, you need to give us a song, Stacey. So okay, think on that. Okay, okay. But anyway, all of this good, but one day some spunky music critic chick with bad hair comes into the record shop and Rob just seems smitten right away. Keep it together, Robert. I don't think that was bad hair in, in two thousand.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think that chick's vibe was just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean yeah. she's yeah. and she called him Bob, which is like was that a like a typical like pickup artist type of trick of like pretending like you don't know, but she did know, but she was like
2: pretending not to. As someone who's seen multiple episodes of the pickup artist on VH1, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just really like fedoras. (laughs) Yeah. Who doesn't?
1: After that, he finds posters up outside announcing a record release show with the triumphant return of DJ Rob Gordon himself. And the record is called I Sold My Mom's Wheelchair, which is a solid name, I guess, if you're into (laughs) that sort of thing. It turns out that Laura put it together in The Kicker. Barry's band, Sonic Death Monkey, will be playing too, which Rob really does not appreciate. Why does Rob hate Barry so much? It's the biggest mystery of the entire Barry movie. So much why? Barry is the best thing that
2: ever happened to you, Rob. Get out of here. I, I'm in agreement right. uh, the more like you're just talking about Barry, the more I realize this might just be a, a jack Black vehicle like the the whole movie <laughs> where they're just like we gotta get this guy and show the world. Yeah mm-hmm.
1: so there's nothing in the middle that makes Barry worse. It really is just Rob doesn't like him for any reason.
2: I mean, he's he's Jack Black the whole movie.
3: He's, he, you know how yep. we say how like you know the vinyl community is full of like gatekeepers and stuff like that. He plays his character is that typical gatekeeper guy where okay. he's denying yeah. you're going in there and you're saying like, hey, do you happen to have this so and so record? He's like, no, they suck. Get out you know like that gotcha
1: okay so that's kind he's of the his character throughout the whole... but it, i was going to say though but well but, yeah. rob is kind of that way too though he's more silent about it and more internal inward, inward about okay. it yeah. he just tells the camera how stupid they are he doesn't tell <laughs> okay. them. Get them to their face yeah.
3: right his inner dialogue <laughs> yeah. is thinking that
1: well rob talks to some pink-haired punk kid who seemingly had something to do with the record that's being released but also tells the kid not to come Uh, So I don't know. Who knows? Back home, Laura talks about how it's important that he's doing this DJ set because a critic is now creating. And then the next scene, we see him biting those same lines as he flirts over the phone with Spunky Chick. Rob, you You can't steal your girlfriend's lines to give to another woman.
2: That's a dick move, dog. Mm -hmm. Gross.
1: She asks him for his top five albums and he's like, why don't I just make you a mix? Mm."
2: He literally makes a weird noise. He's like, "Mm -hmm. I'll make you it. Can we just say the art of the mixtape is dead and I'm sad about it? It's not dead. Oh, it is not dead. We've... So it's... it is. No, it's not. We okay. totally all right. did
3: that when we met, was made each we other We mix-
1: playlists.
3: Same thing.
1: Yeah. See, I make actual mix CDs. My wife, oh, Ashley, thanks. I make her on average three to four mixes a year. I have given her like 30 to 40 mixes at this point in our relationship. All fucking stellar. But literally, the hard actual CD, I, I make it on the CD drive. It's not dead. You're dead. You're dead. I, hold on, You're that's pretty dead. live dead. as you can make it, baby. That's pretty dead, homie. Like, like what the fuck? <laughs> like, no, that's a first of all. It's fucking adorable.
0: Probably
2: won't even be oh, able to put that CD in. I the
3: know. Car. I don't have a CD player in my
0: car.
2: Okay, I'm
3: really bummed about well, it. Hear me what.
2: out. First of all, fuck you, Mike, for making me look like an asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Firstly, we should talk about how there's no way possible that Michael would ever buy a car that's new enough to not have a CD yeah. player. Like, come on. So I guess I okay. should have taken
3: that.
1: So <laughs> most
2: of them have cassette players. Okay. <laughs> so the mixes are for him is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's not dead. Anyway, as
1: Rob is struggling to figure out what to put on his mix, like he literally it cuts to him making it, Laura comes home and he just openly admits that he's making the tape for another woman. This movie is giving me whiplash.
3: Which is odd.
0: <laughs> She's so... Nonchalant about it, that it makes me feel like he's just like a mixtape slut and just makes them for whoever.
2: But also, she did say earlier on when you know earlier in the description, she's like, "I'm just fucking tired. Like you'll do. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like settling. She's kind of living with the bullshit.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's good that he's honest. Like he doesn't even think for a second about lying about it. He's like, "No, this is what I'm doing. So I mean, I guess that's." Yeah, I good, think I she's guess. just decided. oh, he—he's
0: just going to sleep around with other women. But at least he has a decent music collection and a nice stereo.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, They're the only things that matter. Yikes! <laughs> We're getting married, y'all. <laughs> Are you though? Yeah, uh, we'll we'll save this? that for another time. I don't fucking make her mix CDs, bro. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, cut to a scene of Rob admitting that he needs to stop jumping from chick to chick. Because his quote unquote guts have shit for brains. And color me surprised, that hasn't been a Pete Wentz lyric yet. In due time, it definitely will be.
2: That is actually, that's my favorite line in the movie, which is what I've been listening to my guts since I was 14 years old. And frankly speaking, my guts have shit for brains. Like I just, I've never mm. related to something more. <laughs> um, and Agreed. I was like, damn it.
1: We then cut again to a dark bar midday. And now, in the span of literally less than two minutes, I actually tracked. This is the fifth different Rob outfit that we've gotten. Like it is just breakneck Rob, 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 which is so many Robs. He has brought Laura here on her lunch break to propose to her sans ring, unless you count the beer bottle ring on the coaster that is in front of him. I can't tell if his speech is romantic or not. Like, it's basically, I'm
2: sick of fantasies. Let's get married. <laughs> it's very him, if that makes sense. Like, it, as you know, the character throughout the movie, it's his attempt at fixing himself Albeit it's a bad attempt. Like you're like, bro, like <laughs> maybe you're serious, but also getting to know you throughout this movie, this just might be like, oh, you have to do this. So you might as well. You know what I mean? It feels yeah.
0: like New Year's
2: resolution-y to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's
0: like, I'm gonna do what I promise. And then a week later he's like, oops.
2: Yeah.
1: He's like, I'm just so sick, so sick of being tired. Oh, so tired of being sick. Come on, no
2: sing along. Fuck you guys. No, I got it. I got it. Okay, thank you.
1: Anyway, what, what's with these two? Their entire relationship is based on them just being tired and settling. Like, like that's They've that's both it. just decided to settle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She thanks him for proposing. <laughs> thanks. Which, which is a weird response. <laughs> but I also think she's kind of into it.
3: Thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Yeah. I'm flattered.
1: To me, it read no, like she's into it to though. grow up. She might be. Maybe. I mean, we continue to see them together, so, like, she's not not into it. She's tired, though, dude. This is probably more effort than he's put in. Ever, <laughs> which is horrible. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, man.
3: Yeah.
1: So cut to the release show to almost close us out. Rob is DJing, and then he introduces Sonic Death Monkey. But name change alert. They are now buried Jive in the Uptown Five, <laughs> and JB serenades our dicks and and, and one vagina. Sorry. Our, she serenades, okay. He serenades our genitals. He shreds them off <laughs> with his rendition
2: of Let's Get It On. This was uh, the one and only take of that scene too. Was it really? Yeah, he just went up there because they were they were like practicing with another song for him to perform in the video, and then they switched it like last minute. I don't know what that means in, in the Hollywood industry there, <laughs> last minute, but they switched it last minute, and that was the only take he did.
3: Oh, because he's fucking JB. He doesn't need yeah. takes. He's just, I bet like his whole act in the whole movie was probably just like, one shot.
2: Just took a bunch of Adderall and was like, let's fuck
3: Just a bunch of (laughs) one takes. That's all I needed.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was before Tenacious D was big, so I I suppose that it surprised many people at the time that the dude had legit pipes, but he just Mm -hmm. just crushes it in typical JB fashion. And Mm -hmm. obviously now in retrospect seeing this in 2023 for the first time, it's like, oh yeah, like obviously he would crush this, but of note, Dick has found a lady. Uh, I don't want to spoil a question that's coming up, but it may or may not be Darlene from Roseanne maybe Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we don't know as the show fades out we go back to Rob and his default state by his record player he talks about the rules of making the perfect mix I concur with him as we've confirmed at this point I I make mixes and this time he's crafting a mix for Laura because he finally knows what makes her happy and we close to I believe when I fall in love by Stevie Wonder and actually cool credits that are like concert signs
2: yeah and that's the movie that it's a great movie. So realistically, it's it's a great movie, but also fuck Rob Gordon. He's such a piece of shit throughout this whole movie. You get a little taste of it with the stuff you saw, but he's not a good guy.
1: I'm I'm so happy to hear that because that's what I felt in just watching these parts. And I obviously this is referenced a lot and like people seem to hold him up, maybe. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that it confirmed my thinking that he really is a dick.
2: Yeah. There's this whole like group of fans of that movie that do uplift him and they're like oh i want to be like rob gordon i'm like you don't though like yeah he's got a sick record collection he doesn't deserve it
3: but that is Uh, it
2: (laughs) but yeah he's not no you, we should not be idolizing Rob Gordon. I went to a screening of that when I was living in Austin, Texas, and my buddy got to ask John Cusack a question, and he basically said the same thing. He's like, "You shouldn't idolize this character. He's not
3: like he he's sucks. not a good
2: person." Yeah, so that's good to hear. I'm, I'm yeah. glad that he self realizes that.
0: It almost makes you feel bad for Laura, but then you
1: also realize that she's not all that great of a person either. <laughs> so it's right. like, oh well, exactly. they kind of deserve each other. Yeah. Well, that is a movie. We have some questions about the middle, but before we get there, it's time for a center commercial.
0: All right, guys, we don't have a real ad for you today, so we just want to talk about our Patreon. I'm going to take a different approach this time. You know that there's all kinds of cool stuff. You get center chats, you get center consumed. We might talk a little bit more about that later. But honestly, what I want to talk about is just you supporting us. If you like this show and you like listening to us talk, which we're surprised at, but you like it for whatever reason, we enjoy doing it, and we want to make it bigger and better, and we can't do that without money. Sorry, stuff costs money. It sucks, but it does. So the way we see it is that if... This is something that you enjoy and you want to see more of and you want to have you know, more exciting stuff happening on the show, cooler guests, cooler cooler stuff we're covering, different things. We can't do that without your support. So go to patreon.com slash the center cut. You can see all the cool stuff you're gonna get because you are gonna get all kinds of fun stuff. But also you get to support us and we can make the show better.
1: Yeah, that's true. And one thing that you get is the center consumed, which happens once a month. And we go back and watch the middle of something that we've covered by votes from you, the patron. And this month, if you're interested, we are going back and watching the middle of the first thing we ever covered on the center cut. Magic Mike. I can't wait to see Matthew McConaughey's ass again. I think we talked about it in the first episode. Do you think we see any dicks?
0: Oh, I mean,
1: you I don't think see so, a dick.
0: right? I don't think so there's gotta be a dick in there i don't think so
1: there's gotta be but come find out
0: yeah there's any you should come find out i'm excited to go back and watch that and relive our our glory
1: days glory hole days
0: (laughs) when we were both strippers but also if you don't have the time energy money to contribute to the patreon the least you could do is go over and subscribe to the show leave us a rating or review or go check out our social medias comment on something like something just interact with us it helps us move up charts and stats and algorithms and all that junk but also we just love interacting with you guys
1: we have a podcast we like attention okay listen to me talking and love it thank you thanks all right matt stacy i am so excited you came up with some Awesome questions, and I am going to win. I'm on a I'm on a great streak of winning, Dave. You suck. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to ask us some questions and secure me the championship? I think we are. Win?
2: We threw you okay. a bone with the first one, though.
1: So. That's okay. I like bones. Yeah.
3: Okay, true/false. or High fidelity shares cast members from an achievement in cinema: The Mask of Zorro and the TV show Roseanne.
1: True. Lock it in. Roseanne Barr is Rob's fourth worst breakup, which we didn't see. Which came first, John Goodman or The Misery? No, it is true. We do see Darlene.
0: <laughs> yeah, we saw Catherine Zeta-Jones too, so yeah. I, I also am lock, locked in. This is true.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. One to one, All David. Right. Number two, what was number five on the list of Rob's dream jobs? You got some choices. A record producer? an architect, a farmer, or a designer?
0: I feel like the only one of these that is so far out of left field is farmer, and I feel like that needs almost needs to be the answer, just from like the law of, of how to answer SAT questions, which this is obviously an SAT question. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go farmer. I think he's talking about how he just would like enjoy a chill life where he wasn't
1: so constantly surrounded by people and stress and that type of thing. Okay. All right. There are a few questions today that you gave us multiple choice on. And thank you, because there there's just no way I would have guessed any of these with the exception of maybe record producer. So thank you for giving us options. That being said, I don't think record produces number five. I'm actually I'm actually with David here. I bet that it's Farmer. I think that he talks about kind of what David said, like just being able to do mindless tasks without having to think. And also, I think he'd feel like he was doing actual good because people would be eating like the literal fruit of his labor. So. I'm going to go with Farmer.
2: Uh, You know, good answers. Good answers.
1: So the answer is actually architect.
2: (laughs) Damn it.
0: Interesting. Was Farmer anywhere on the list? I'm assuming he listed all five. He
2: did list all five. Of course he did. But was Farmer one of them? No. Oh, oh, damn it. Okay. Why does he say he wants to be an architect? His excuse, because Laura kind of makes fun of him in the scene for it. um, His excuse was, I had to throw something in there. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) What a douche. All right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) All right. So zero on both ends on that one. All right. This is a good one. This is a good one. How does Rob organize his record collection? Alphabetically, chronologically, autobiographically, he's too self-absorbed to organize. I'm very
1: tempted to pick D just to rub it in Rob's
2: jerky face. <laughs> I think that's why
1: you put it, though. So I'm going to pick one of the others. Now, autobiographical just seems idiotic, like no sense at all, especially since he has like a thousand or more record from the looks of it alphabetically and chronologically are the only two that make real sense i have a thousand plus cds because i'm an actual savage i must be like one of 17 people left in the u.s who actually buys physical cds still (laughs) alphabetical is the way that i organize them and if the other 16 people with large cd collections do it any other way i'm gonna beat them up but knowing (laughs) rob i think he does it chronologically just to be different and edgy so i think it's going to be B chronological final answer
0: I'm going to see autobiographically. He does them based <sighs> on his life and when he experienced them in his life. And therefore, they're in the order in which he understands
2: them. That seems be. so tedious. Well, yeah, but he's tedious. <laughs> I mean, his whole being is just, <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So uh, the winner of this one is Dave. Uh, Dave Damn it. He, he doesn't. Autobi- oh, my God. What a loser! Uh, yeah, he's a douche. Uh, <laughs> it is actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah, like top five favorite scenes in the movie, you know? <sighs> that seems just like such a pain in the ass when you want to find something later. Mm-hmm. I, Dude, he can tell you. When you uh, watch the movie, okay. you're going to fucking hate it even more. You're going to be uh, like, God right. damn it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Two to one, Question David. Four.
3: When Rob says, I will now sell five copies of, and follows up by playing the record, what record does he play? A, <laughs> Tenderbox, Stiff Little Fingers. Uh, B, The Three EPs the beta band c god shuffled his feet by the crash test dummies or d dookie by green day
0: I'm going to be honest i am not a music buff like all of you guys at least two of these i hadn't heard of so i'm going to go with one of those two and i'm going to go with the three eps by the beta band no reasoning behind it at all
1: okay out of those four i only own dookie that was actually one of my first few cassettes i ever purchased along with Jackie little pill same bud same i don't think it's that you don't need to play dookie to sell dookie dookie sells itself right (laughs) what a line (laughs) see rob is too cool for mm, like no rob would not be into that so i think that it's between a and b and stiff little fingers is basically green day before green day but less poppy so i could see it being that but i literally know nothing about the beta band i actually don't and rob is a hipster so i'm gonna throw my hat into the ring for that one and i'm gonna agree with david that it's b the beta
2: band you both got it right
1: yeah. Ding, ding, I will
2: I will say stiff little fingers does show up in this movie, which is honestly oh, okay. and they and they make that same reference that you just oh, really? you used Green Day before Green Day effectively. <laughs> yeah. All right, David, three to two.
1: Number
3: five. True or false. Rob, John Cusack's friend Liz is played by his real life sister.
1: We didn't meet Liz, but I'm pretty confident this is true. I feel like I have read before that they're in a ton of movies together, uh, both John and Joan. So I think odds-wise, it's pretty likely that she was in this because it's not like John Cusack is in a million movies. And yeah, I... I, I think that's the answer. I, th- I think this is true.
0: Yeah, I'm also going to go with true. While I was um, researching the movie, I did notice that she was in the cast list. I didn't notice oh, okay. what her role was, but I'm assuming that you wouldn't have pulled a fast one on us. And like, she's just a whole different person. I bet. I bet this is this is true. <gasps> nah,
2: I'm t- I'm far too lazy to pull these fast ones. <laughs> that would have been kind of cool. No. Uh, yeah, so we got, both it right. got it right. 100%. Yeah. All right. Wow, Dave, you're four out of five right now. You're killing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm you're both doing great all right let's be let's be positive here uh this one is very open-ended okay how did rob and laura meet they reference how marvin gay
0: is a big influence on their relationship mm. and, and everything so i actually think that she came into his store looking for a marvin gay
1: record and him being a marvin Gaye fan they started chatting it up and then dated Mm-hmm. I'm with you that that's one of the two obvious answers. I, I think it's it would be either working at the record shop and she's a customer or during one of his DJ sets. But I actually don't think it's one of those two things. So we know Laura is a lawyer of some sort we see in the end. So maybe something happens at the shop where he needs to get a lawyer and that's how they meet. Like Maybe the landlord's like, hey, you have to pay extra now because you play loud, weird music. And he's like, no, I'm Rob Gordon. I play what I want. I ain't giving you an extra penny. Talk to my attorney, bitch.
2: And then he gets <laughs> Laura... As his attorney, and that's how they meet. Mike, you nailed it. No, uh, <laughs> it's actually him. They met when he was DJing at a club. <sighs> you, <sighs> were close. you were You, I heard <sighs> you say it, and he's like, hey, <laughs> you can't do that.
1: "Damn it! No. Should have. Like went those. with my like, gut. Should have went with my gut. I knew it was one of
0: those two, and I went with uh, I went <laughs> with Marvin Gaye. Could have went with the other one.
2: Ugh. Damn it! All right, I respect it. Four to three, still number seven. Why is Rob an asshole? This is multiple choice. He borrowed money from Laura and never paid it back. He slept with someone else. He basically forced Laura to get an abortion or all of the above. Why
1: is she with him? Ew.
2: <laughs> Ew. <laughs> any
1: of these any
0: of these is bad?
1: Yeah, none of the these tone. things are good. Some yeah. worse than others, obviously.
0: If you take any of these any of these things and then also add it to the fact that he's just like constantly sad and unconnected from the world like it's just
2: wild yeah yeah he's delusional
1: i want to say d again but man that just seems like a whole lot for her to be just like i'm tired let's be a thing again even though you did all of (laughs) these things so i am gonna hope that it's not d because that would just be ludicrous and setting a bad example for future people i'm gonna go with b he slept with someone else because i think that's the right amount of shitty for rob that i guess you could get over i suppose so my answer is B. Oh
0: man, I like completely agree with you and I know it's <laughs> boring, but like it's either all of the above or he slept with someone. But like all of the above is so wild. Yeah. That's like bad. Like how not together was Ian where you came back to all of that.
2: <laughs> right. If you ever meet Ian, it'll make sense. Oh okay. okay. All right, well that's I mean because if you ever watch okay. it, Ian's Ian's mm. something.
0: <laughs> something. All right. Okay. So, yeah, honestly, for me, it was so close between B and D, but D, like you said, just seems like way too much for any normal adult to be like, oh, yeah, it makes sense that she came back to this guy. It would just be so wild. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with B as well. It's someone else.
2: I hate to tell you, boys, it's D. Oh Are you kidding God. me? Rob <laughs> Gordon is a piece of worst. shit, and I don't understand why people <laughs> idolize that character. Wow. wow. I can't even believe that it's D. That doesn't. That's, That's crazy wild Rob Gordon sucks What is wrong with yeah. her? I mean You like, you, you kind of nailed it Like they're They're both Equally damaged people Now <laughs> yeah. In my opinion Rob kind of did it To himself But you know Laura We don't know We don't really know Laura's past Yeah Yeah Four to three Wow Alright la- We got We got our last question Stacy Would you like to do the honors And then we'll close out With some Michael Bolton <laughs>
3: <laughs> And me sobbing In the corner <laughs> What recording artist makes a small cameo in the film? Tom York, Billy Joel, Bruce Springsteen, or Elton John?
0: Hmm. I'm going to go Tom York because it feels more related to the film and the music stylings of the film, that, or at least the parts that we saw with Radiohead comparative to like Billy Joel or Elton John or something like that. But yeah, honestly, I, I just think... Getting Elton John to show up in a movie or like <laughs> Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> yeah. and Billy Joel, like that takes some real pull, some gusto, if you will. Yeah, for sure. So, so yeah, I'm going Tom York, I think. Hmm. So, so if I was judging by
1: who I liked the best, I'm um, uh, controversial. I would actually go D. Elton John. I mean, that's uh, fair, to- but yeah, you know, it's not controversial to like Elton John. Well, to like him better than those other three,
2: uh, st- I don't think that I still don't think that's very controversial. I okay. don't. I don't like Radiohead. It's boring. Yes. Yes. Boring,
1: boring and overrated. Paranoid Android. I like that song. I think that's a good song. But yeah, they're just, they're overrated. So yes, thank you for agreeing. Billy Joel, bro, we get it. Like you like the piano. Okay. And (laughs) Bruce, like the only good thing about New Jersey is the casino. Stop it. Stop it, Bruce. So if I were going by my taste, I would say Elton John. But I agree. I don't think you could get Elton John for this movie. I just don't. Even though, like, he is referenced in the first 15, too, with the girlfriend who wouldn't let Rob hit. So I have to pick a different answer than David because I will we'll secure the loss, even if I get it right, if I pick A. So I, I'm gone between B and C. And I'm going to go see Bruce Springsteen because I think that Rob would actually like Bruce Springsteen and not Billy Joel because he kind of has that like gaslight anthem. Yeah, I'm the underdog. And yep. so, yeah. So I'm going to see Bruce Springsteen. Well, the answer is C.
2: Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Wow. Whew, whew. Well, that was close. Yeah. Close call. Oh, now we end in a tie. God damn it. I know. <laughs> I, that's why I didn't do uh, an odd amount of questions, just in the hopes that it would end in a tie. This is our second damn. tie this season. Yeah.
1: It's uh. It's okay to tie. I pulled that one on the last second so uh, that, was,
2: that was good That was good i really i truly hate bruce springsteen this whole like yes. blue collar i'm the working man fuck you you yeah. had like he's like i'm a blue jeans and, and like he sounds like he smokes cigarettes but you can tell he drinks like a smoothie every morning and <laughs> it's just yeah. like
3: that he doesn't make
2: yeah that he does not
3: make he <laughs> yeah, is not the no working
2: way. man and he's probably worth
1: like 700 million dollars like dude shut up I just Googled Bruce Springsteen net worth 650 million. You were really That's close. I also close. did that That was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that was impressive so
0: close.
1: Wow God, I'm so knowledgeable <laughs> so knowledgeable about everything. <laughs> Matt Stacy, it has honestly been a true pleasure. like you taught us things, you made us laugh, you yes. gave us relationship goals.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do what we can for you. Mom. You know,
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, yeah, you've been cranking out some hits over on YouTube, and as of this recording today, the last one was where you kind of showed like your tiny house vinyl setup, very cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I know that our listeners must have loved you. So,
2: where should they be going? What should they be doing? Let's go through that whole jazz. Um, Stacy's nervous because I, I I slapped her knee, and I was like, "You you tell him." Stop. She's like, "I don't want." <laughs> She's like, I'm on my feet again. Uh, (laughs) I
3: (laughs) I hate you. Vinyl Reckoning, we're on YouTube, we're on Instagram, Facebook. All the socials. And I
2: guess I'll give you the names. So uh, on Instagram, vinyl vinyl underscore reckoning. And you Mm -hmm. can go to youtube.com slash vinyl reckoning. Give us a sub. Um, Those are really the only two places because Facebook is trash, even though Facebook owns Instagram. But so, yeah, we're on Instagram and and YouTube. We have merch um, that you can find on our YouTube channel we're poor but <laughs> we spend all of our money on records so yeah we're making the right choices here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm.
3: we like to spend money on records and then talk about it
2: why not tiktok uh, We don't
3: really tiktok we tiktok more when my friends or my sister sends me tiktoks and i'll look at them but
2: but it, well you tick and i talk so if we come to, <laughs> if we come together <laughs> <Jeez>. you know
3: but <laughs> that's <was laughs> a good idea <laughs> maybe we'll start
2: you should i would suggest we'll it. that
3: yeah, yeah why mm-hmm. not
2: mm-hmm. I like the TikToks that make me feel better about my life. When it's like that, when it's like those people talking, like they're having a private conversation to the camera. Oh, that's my dream. They're like, don't nobody told you that you could be commenting on my stuff. And I'm like, you tell them. (laughs) You tell them, Barbara. (laughs) I do what I want. I'm like, get him, girl. Like yeah, shit like that.
1: Before you both leave, I would be remiss if I didn't also mention that Matt, you are one of the few guests now that we've had we've ever had on the show that I have actually ever spent time with in real life. And I've even consumed a liquid out of something that has touched your body. So outside of my yeah. wife during our Christmas episodes, that's probably also a first. Bravo. Hmm. Thank, you, Thank for you for existing. I don't like that. I didn't like that. <laughs> for anybody
2: who's wondering, he drank, uh, chugged a beer out of my fake leg at this point, like seventeen years ago. That's a weird name for your butthole, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I
3: was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, like he drank his pee on a dare, but you had to mention.
2: <laughs> Mike actually has drank my pee too. It Ew, was a, stop! It was a weird Friday night.
1: But yes, no, I we really, really appreciate both of you being here and, and finally getting us to watch this movie, yeah. which. Why? Why did it take this mm-hmm. long? But thank Gosh, you. Go back mm-hmm. and
3: watch it. It's so good.
1: Before you before you leave, Stacy, we were promised to hear what song makes you think of Matt. What is your song for oh, Matt? Oh, yeah.
3: Two songs. I have two songs. Willows. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um. And uh, Haley Williams, Crystal Clear.
2: Both Sorry. bangers. If you don't know Willow Smith's wait a minute. Oh my God, that song. Such a
3: good song.
2: That song is <laughs> so good it hurts.
3: It's one of like the top ones that I put. On your list, yeah, so, it's a
2: good one. I'm like glad on it re- reminds you of me. It reminds
3: me of when we first started talking. So,
2: well, thank
1: you both for being here. Thanks, <laughs>
3: Thanks for guys. having us.
1: Uh David, Matt, and Stacy are just so awesome and, and cute, awesome. cute and great. I want to pull fuzz off of their shoulders while they're talking. Mm-hmm. 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 I wish I could virtually pull, f- pull fuzz off your shoulder. Mm-hmm. Well, enough of that. But before we close up the championship vinyl shop for good, we need to spin our center counts.
0: Center counts. Uh. I'm going to give this uh, uh, four out of seven. So I like the ends that we watched. I do believe that there is probably not a lot in the middle. We got a lot of the plot on either end. Yeah. So there's a little bit in there, but I really think that you probably don't need much of the middle for this movie to like be coherent, Mm -hmm. but it probably does build in some to some of the story. I also think that you have to watch this movie in a, I dislike Rob mentality because if you don't, it's so frustrating. It's like, how am I supposed to like this guy? He's a giant asshole. Yeah. He's just a giant douche. And if you're like trying to justify his actions throughout, then you're just going to hate it they're both kind of shitty and it's just like they're meant to be together shitty people Mm -hmm. like there doesn't have to be a hero of this story other than Jack Black
1: I gave it a five out of seven you're more of a music guy than me so I am not surprised by that yeah how was Jack Black not immediately handed the keys to Hollywood when this came out like I know he's obviously a household name at this point but it took a few years after he was handed the keys to School of Rock which handed him the keys to Hollywood (laughs) but that was still like a few years later yeah agreed Dude's magnetic, and, and the movie itself, like it just has the scene boy appeal. Like I get why all the lyricists of my generation of music all gravitated toward this. Rob Gordon is just a dickish god, and I guess the ending is kind of romantic, or at least it succeeds in saying that fantasies are stupid. It's okay to love the mo- mundane, which I think is an important lesson.
0: I especially if you're if you're trying to live through music. Then it's like you probably have this idealistic view of what love is. Sometimes just being able to kind of settle down and be comfortable is good. Yeah,
1: and there's no songs about that. No, there isn't. So I I do think it succeeds in that.
0: I love to sit on my couch (laughs) and watch some Netflix, but I don't even chill. We just go to bed after. Because that's what love is, not having sex and going to bed after
1: watching Stranger Things. Got <laughs> mm-hmm. Willow Smith on that? Okay. <laughs> yep, Yeah, Willow, hit me up. Yeah, I, I know it's not for everybody, but I'm cool with the fourth wall breaking narration stuff. I kind of like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I mean, it's essentially what The Office is, just without the guise of it being a documentary layered on. Yeah. So... Or like narration, like a lot of that stuff could have just been narration in the background where
0: you're like in his mind, but he's not like looking straight at the camera and talking to you. It's just like there's a scene in the background and you're hearing what he's thinking.
1: But it's just more interesting to like see him talk straight at you. Yeah, it just it it made me nostalgic for not having watched it when it came out. Is that a thing? Because that's how I feel. Nostalgic for the time in which it came out, but that you didn't watch
0: it? Nope. Just nostalgic for not having watched it when it came out. You feel nostalgic for the feeling. Of not watching the movie when it came out. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> that's not a thing. That's absolute Five bullshit. out of but seven. Five out of seven fine. That's a thing. <laughs>
1: All right, David. We are now officially done with High Fidelity for, for the moment. For the moment. What do we have coming up next?
0: Well, coming up next, our patrons are going to get an exclusive episode, an exclusive center chat where we discuss... Our Fuck,
1: Marry, Kill of Rob, Barry, and Dick, our three record store boys. Oh, I can't wait. Can't wait to find out how we disagree on the fucking, the marrying, and the killing. And then what do we have coming up for our non-patrons, David? For
0: our non-patrons, our next full episode is going to be season one of Ginny and Georgia coming out on
1: March 1st. Netflix. Speaking of Netflix and not chilling.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to do that on Netflix, and we're going to do the opposite of chill. We're going to record a podcast about it.
1: Yep. So excited for that, and I'm excited that you all were here to have us watch our third thing with John Cusack. So that's always yeah. fun.
0: And if this was your first time around because you came at us from the Vinyl Reckoning folks and you had a good time, then we appreciate it. We'd love to, to have you stick around. Go check out some old episodes or check out next episodes, whatever you want to do. Thanks for stopping by. You are a top five listener, thank you You're all top five, Desert Island Don't even know what that means Like the puberty it took for Drake Bell to turn into John Cusack, it's always better In the center we'll See